Blog Talk Radio. Hello there. Tonight's episode partner for Ready to Unload number 178 is, once again, No Fuss and Feathers Roadshow. Yes, they are back, fresh from an enthusiastically received set at the famous Kerrville Folk Festival in Texas. They are warmed up and ready to hoop it up. That's what Jay Mafali said. They are ready to hoop it up at the Steeple Coffee House in Southborough, Massachusetts on Saturday night, June the 21st at 7.30 p.m. Yes, they are live. So if you're in that area, if you're in that area, yeah, if you're in that area, if you are in that area as well, you should go check the mouse tickets or check the mouse. Oof. Go see No Fuss and Feathers Road Show an evening with Carolyn Solabello, Karen Oliver, and the Yachts. <laughs> tickets are available at Steeple coffeehouse.org that's s-t-e-e-p-l-e coffeehouse.org go see them okay it's time for ready to unload with Count Sippy number 178 talking New York sports nice good evening ladies and gentlemen <laughs> we're tonight's entertainment let me explain no there is too much let me sum up Johnny and the mothers are playing something at the Savoy in Vermont tonight. Berman's gonna kill my brother at the Savoy Theater tonight. I didn't say that. No, but I know this grapevine. Why would I put it there? Kindness? 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 You stole it! He stole it! We have top men working on it right now. Who? Episode number 178. Bless you, PJ. Coming to you live from Comac, New York, Bayside, New York, and Freehold, New Jersey. It's the Seven Dwarves, led by Sneezy. (laughs) Ready to unload with Cal and Sam Pete, New York Sports Talk Podcast. Hi, I'm Sam Pete. That was not me sneezing. Not sure who it was. Could have been anybody. Could have been Cal's dog. We don't know. Anyway, welcome to Ready to Unload, number 178. It is June the 5th, 2014, 10 p.m. And we're going to talk New York sports nice and other stuff. Nice. It's no big deal. I got a cup of coffee here. It's nice. Cal's in the kitchen. Usually does the show from, like, the basement. He's in the kitchen, and that's where sports talk goes on nice. All sorts of BS goes on in the kitchen. I mean, that's what you grew up with. Let's bring him in, the co-host of the program. The uh, the great and all powerful, oh. <laughs> very effeminine, <laughs> Mr. Brian Calneva Calpino. 
Caliente. Hi, Cal. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. How's it going? How you doing, man? I'm doing who, well. Who was that? That was the P- PJ's live from the pollen factory, I think. <laughs> he filed that report from the field with a pollen count. <laughs> Let's go out to our uh, our roving reporter, Sneezy. April showers bring May flowers. true. Right. Well done. What field? <laughs> I'm, I'm the bishop. I'm bishop Big Donut. Um, what's up there, buddy? Not much. But long time no speak. We had a week off. And long time no see. Long time no speak. I was uh, I was going crazy without the show. I yeah. really was. What do you do? I mean, how? What do you do? Like last Thursday, at this time, you get itchy. I couldn't tell you what I had for breakfast this morning. Okay. Well, I have no idea. I have no idea what I. I think I probably went to sleep at about nine thirty, something like that. It really, it didn't really affect you that much. It did, it did not. We might be overstating it a little. No, bit. no, it did. It did uh, because by Sunday, the Rangers are in the Stanley Cup, and I was watching the Kings and Blackhawks and that, and that uh, game seven and that overtime, and so I was really into that. And then all the ridiculousness with the Mets over the two weeks, which we missed, like we, we you know, the firing of Dave Hudgens and the bringing in of uh, Lamar Burton as the hitting coach. Jordy from right. <laughs> Star Trek Next Generation. No, no. What's his name? Lamar? Lamar Bell Johnson. Burton is let me who tell you, you're talking about. Let me tell you something, Roy. You're going to get out of there. Sorry. Reginald. Reginald Bell, Bell Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> I'm talking about LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton. We're, but we're really talking about Lamar Johnson. Who's the new hitting coach for the Mets. Right. And also played Quinta Quinte. He didn't know. That was, Le- check, that was LeVar. Check Burton. IMDB. I don't think that that's true. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the Mets had all this ridiculous go on. They win four out of five from the Phillies. Everybody's feeling great, flying high, and they're going to get swept by the Cubs. <laughs> just, just a reminder. The Rangers are in the Stanley Cup, Cal. Yeah, they are. And I, New, New York is, is like... The Rangers are crazy. The Rangers are crazy. Yeah, we're all, aren't we all rangers? No. Isn't that what they say? We're all rangers? Negatory, good well, buddy. I got, we're going to get to that later. Yeah, we are. We we have a ton to talk about on the show. And also, we're going to do something new tonight. You know, our little potpourri show from two weeks ago really caught on. Caught oh, the, yeah? oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wildfire. In, in the Nielsen ratings? It, it did a really good number, um, especially in 24 to 48 which is a demo, women, which is a demo we don't usually dominate. That's we dominated. We dominated. Wow. Well, uh, I, should, I should be more specific. 24 to 48-year-old women who are my cousin who live in Nashville. Killed that segment, huh? Killed it. That, we own that demographic. Wow. But anyway, um, the point being, my friend... That we talked about uh, non-topical stuff. So we had a sports conversation that was not exactly tied to the headlines, ripped from the pages. A, a non-Law and Order. Law and Order RTU. A Law and Order RTU. Um, that's what we'll do at the top of the show now. But I, I want to do this segment where we just have a... I have three of them. They're coming out 
of the whoa, world. Whoa, whoa. Hey, slow down. I'm sorry. That's a lot. We're calling it RTU off topic. Who's, who's we? Yeah, I'm going to let me amend that. I'm calling it RTU off topic. I'm okay with that. No one was consulted. <laughs> let's do this right here on the. Let's bring uh, the bishop in. Let's bring in Bishop Big Donut. And speak to him about Get the him a Kleenex before he walks in here. <laughs> he, usually, he usually is the segment producer. He doesn't know about this either. He, does, he has no idea. And I named it on my own as well. Here he is. Direct from the high grasses of Sea Caucus, New Jersey. PJ, there's a Claritin on the table when you walk in. <laughs> there's RTU Claritin. Let's you know refresh refresh me here on the on the the soundboard the little blue button the picture of the microphone with the line through it that means mute right it's supposed to be mute yes we have a total breakdown over here that the the bishop antihistamine over here <laughs> so uh, bishop uh, big donut first of all are you okay. Because that didn't sound like just a regular sneeze either. That sounded like... Yeah, I want, have... I want to apologize. Jonah Hill and I are apologizing a lot today. That was uh, out of character. <laughs> you may have taken uh, out what he was, He sneezed a lot. That was an offensive <laughs> sneeze. That sneeze is not like me. It's not in my heart to sneeze That's that true. way. It's true. Uh, everyone gonna... knows. If they know me, they know I'm not allergic to anything. <laughs> All right? Um, so Adam so yeah, I can vouch so for if you that. can learn from me and hey, you don't made a mistake like that. You made a mistake. That's all right. That's all right. I don't mind being the cautionary tale now. If I Do can you, educate others, you have um, you have go cats see there. Twenty one Jump Street. Go see Twenty Two Jump Street. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, you have. Um, you have cats there. I, Cal, I know you have dogs. I don't know if you've ever had cats or been in a cat situation. Nope. But there are sneezes that literally your cat will look at you like, dude. <laughs> like, like, are you all right? Like when I had cats, <laughs> there would be like, I would sneeze and like, you'd, cats just give you like strange looks that say a lot. <laughs> yeah. And the cat would look at me like... Either it would be, really, the embellishment on that sneeze was necessary, really? Or, like, you know, just laying on on the couch and, like, look over at you and, like, be like, dude, you all right? I think Um, cats are frequently sizing people up. Yes. You know, they're looking at them like, all right, this one, yeah, all right, we could take this one down pretty quick if we needed to. (laughs) That was was a, the cat noticed sneeze. Yeah. The cat cat looked up from its nap and was like, are you going to be all right? Because if something happens to you, I'm probably not getting fed. Uh, How are you? I, I've been doing a lot. A lot of, a lot, a lot of things are, uh, are going on around here. Uh, we should do a whole show about me. <laughs> <laughs> I saw on uh, you face over there that you built a wall. Is that true? I literally built a wall. This is something that uh, I certainly never thought I would do in life. Um, We have a stream. You know this. The stream comes up from time to time, and we figured it's time for a retaining wall. 
And uh, after a few estimates from landscapers who wanted way too much money, we decided to do it ourselves. So we got it just delivered, a bunch of rocks on pallets. We piled the rocks, wall built, and now we're tired. Is it as simple as just piling rocks, though? I've always <laughs> it no, is not. I'm serious. I've always wondered, like, when you build a wall like that. No, There's more you need, to it, you right? need to, Yeah, you need some. You need to do a little makeshift mortar and uh, hold hold the whole deal together. And uh, in our case, we needed to backfill it with a lot of dirt to sort of. We basically made it a flower bed out of it um, as well. So we plant it on top of it so it looks nice at least. And um, did did know, anybody? I'm pretty proud of it. Did anybody stand by it and say, "Mr. Kachopo, tear down that wall"? It wouldn't take much to tear it down. <laughs> it thing is not like rebarred into the ground or anything. It's <laughs> is it like one place, one well placed brick? If you pick the right one, the whole thing will just kind of right. like it's collapse. A Jenga. It's, it's garden Jenga. We're trying to hurt the children. I want to see if like Lily and Dan. Uh, eventually start graffitiing it like the like the wall in Berlin and just Well what uh, I know is going to happen is as as soon as uh my son has any of his buddies over uh someone's going to try to run across the top of it because that's the most inviting thing. Oh no it's, doubt. You know it's it's a wall and it's you. level across the top and you can fit a sneaker on there. So that's I got it. You're going. For you. When I come there the next time I'm running across right. the top of it. There's I no doubt. You may you then may teeter into the river, you know. We we don't want to lose you. <laughs> hey, look, I am like a cat again. When it comes to balance, I am like a. You're afraid I'm of bathtubs? What, um, why are you a cat? <laughs> seems like the theme tonight. <laughs> I was about to say I'm a lot like Garfield. Oh. <laughs> if I'm like a cat. Do you have cat-like reflexes or Garfield-like uh, appetite? Yeah, I have uh, Heathcliff-like reflexes. Nobody <laughs> mentions Heathcliff. My son loves Heathcliff. Are you kidding? It still exists. He, he reads it every Sunday. My son reads Heathcliff and Marmaduke and Garfield. Wait, can you sing the theme song? To Heathcliff what? and Marmaduke. They used to be on together. Really? Like after they Donnie were, and Marie? When were yeah, they on? No. <laughs> Donnie and Marie. They were on like back to back at some point. It was like Heathcliff and Marmaduke. That's a wacky pair. Something like that. Really? I miss that one. Cal will vouch for this. I don't know. Cal is not vouching. I, that doesn't sound familiar <laughs> Cal, to me. Cal is not strong with the vouch. <laughs> <laughs> he came up weak with the vouch. I can't believe Heathcliff still exists, but nobody references Heathcliff when it comes no. to cartoon cats. No, Garfield is the default cartoon cat. I'm a little like Bill the Cat. Let's... Actually. I mean, if we want to pick a cartoon cat that I most like, it's probably Bill Ack. the Cat. Bill the Cat? Yeah. Ack. Yep, exactly. Thank you. That was uh, PJ's one of PJ's gifts to me for my 40th birthday, Cal. Was a cat. Was a cat. <laughs> <laughs> like, was a cat gift with a drug ever. habit? What, right. what did I give you? <laughs> Worst gift ever. Here, you have to take care of it, and it could die if you don't. Happy birthday. <laughs> Completely unwanted. Happy birthday. Uh, no, it was a uh, Bloom County, uh, the collection of Bloom County. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, the first Quite collection. Quite a nifty book. I have been uh, 
taking in uh, on a nightly basis. So, you know, panels here, panels there, the backstory between, behind the uh, beginnings of Bloom County. Sure. It's good stuff. Good stuff. You remind me a lot of Milo Bloom. You're actually more like a Steve Dallas there, Cal. Steve Dallas? Yeah. I remember him. <laughs> Death tongue. That's you what wore sunglasses, right? That's correct. Yeah. Good job by you. I remember him. I know you do. All right. We're going to talk about sports. PJ, are you doing okay, though, otherwise? Uh, sure. Sure. I have no, nothing negative to report. Do you like you this? want me to think of some bad stuff. <laughs> do you like... No. No. Do you like this segment name, Off Topic? It's a little off topic. It's uh, and, the idea is uh, it's not ripped from not ripped from the headlines. You, why don't you think do, about a better name for this segment? Do we do off color off topic? off topic? Off topic work in blue. <laughs> off color off topic. <laughs> Just completely racist. Yeah. <laughs> but but about the but but about the the great sports discussions, but from a racist angle. But the graphic <laughs> would look like a division problem, so it would be off color. Slash off topic. Right. That would be like, like the. How about we? How about color. we just name it off conversations topic. that my dad and his friends usually have. Or or. Call it that. But the idea though is that it's the it's the sports conversations for a new like we are our fathers now. Easy. So no, we are though. We're we're at that age when we were you know ten, eleven, twelve. And our fathers, well, not my father, but my uncles, for conversations like we're having sports conversations. That's what we're doing now. You know, they were talking about uh, Joe Namath and artificial turf, and uh, should he sell Bachelors Three because he had mob ties to it? And uh, we're talking about uh, you know the NFL being sued because players are becoming addicted to drugs while they're playing for teams. Off roading. <laughs> what? Off-roading. <laughs> you can't just put anything with off. Off-putting. <laughs> That's a thing, though. Off-roading. Off-putting with Cal and Sandpeed. <laughs> yeah, what about it? <laughs> Off-putting. That's where we talk about things that are really disturbing. Right. And wear a lot of cologne. That that conversation was really off. Really, <laughs> while we're doused in Stetson, <laughs> RTU off put. You can't just put off to anything. All it's right. Not like, it's not like a controversy and gate. All right. Or a or a fest. Which you know is a pet peeve of mine. Yes, you you uh, you hate the gate. I hate the gates and I hate aholics. About Make the your fest. own word. You don't like aholics? I didn't know that. Aholics? Yes, I, I, I don't like that. Workaholic, I, chocoholic, no. You need something like else. Palooza? <laughs> Workapalooza? <laughs> I entertain a few paloozas. That's all right. RTU a paloo? No, it's got to be something about... Oh, please think of this, PJ. We're going we're gonna to talk about the Stanley Cup. Must you? We do, We must. But you're going to like the, the, the things I'm thinking about for RTU off-topic. Trademark, not its name yet. Um, you're really going to you're gonna like. I'm copyright. Hot, hot, hot topics. That is... It's not hot topics. It's the opposite of hot topics. 
You can get great black eyeliner. RTU <laughs> and a really that good leather, leather band watch. Not, not, the, yeah. not the store. And, a, and a, uh, a smiley face watchman shirt. And anybody who looks like me who walks in there scares everybody right out of there. <laughs> Mark! Cop! Mark! How many Watchmen sh- t-shirts did you have, Peach? Uh, none. I had the button. Oh, that's my, very well then. The button with the, with the bullet hole between the eyes and the blood running down, right? Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> you had the button on your backpack. Pretty much. On your napkin. <laughs> on your denim, denim jacket. jacket. <laughs> hey, look, if we, if we want to do the denim jacket thing, we can do the denim jacket thing. Because I had... Um, did you have a jean jacket, Cal? No. You, New press you, photo, please. Do you recall mine? Was it a Van Halen jean jacket? Oh, it had several patches from the local music store in Mayfair. Oh, sure. Actually, I got it from the music store in uh, Stearns, where Stearns was. Across oh, the, oh, the... Um... Is that the Music Den? Music Den, yes. Yeah. I had um, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, Led Zeppelin, The Beatles, The Who. Metallica? Wait a minute. I did. I didn't know you listened to that band. Ride the Lightning and Master Puppets were two of the first CDs I ever bought. Wow. Educational. Yeah. The more I know. You know, I listened to... That's the name of the segment. What? Educational? No, ahead of the curve. Oh, ahead of the curve. Yeah. It's behind the curve. These are these are off topic. These are ahead of the curve and off road. <laughs> sports talk. Off putting sports talk. Ahead of the curve. <laughs> off roading ahead of the curve. And now it's Sponsored time for some. Now it's time for some off-putting sports talk. Sponsored by Polo. Oh, uh, I like Polo. That was it. Was that your cologne of choice? No, no. When I when I went through my bad cologne phase, we all went through Drac- bad cologne. Drakkar Noir. Drakkar Noir. Yes. Cal, did you go Drakkar? Yeah, I did. Briefly, maybe a couple weeks. In ninety, that was it. I still have some. I bought the big <laughs> bottle. <laughs> like from Price Club? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. The unit price is so good, I got to get this big jug. Right. I'm going to smell great for years. Years. This will never go out of style. <laughs> We're going to be wearing cologne forever, right? We're totally <laughs> going to do this past ninth grade. Totally. Yeah. Not only did I wear the cologne, but I also would sometimes apply a little to the car. <laughs> so, so when you got in my Mustang, it was a little Dracari. Is it Dracari in here? No, that's no. It's actually Dracarian. It's actually Noir in here. It's a little more. It's a little more. It's a little less Dracar. A little more Noir. My God, such it's a loser. Car, yeah. Oh, my God. I think I had three. I think I had Dracar, Polo, and I'm trying to think of the third one. It might have been Stetson. Brute? It was not Brute by Fabergé, no. It, was, it should have been. 
I always wanted but, to do the old spice thing too, like where you put it in your hands and you slap it on your face like that. <laughs> I did that with aqua velvet. <laughs> oh, that's over the top. Burned, and my dad's, and it burned. Everybody, look, no one ever... That's back when you had to pay for it to smell good. You had to pay your dues. You burned your face to smell good. (laughs) But nobody... Right in my acne face. Nobody ever owned their own aqua velva. It was always your father's. There's just one bottle that's been passed down in every family from... I have a a bottle, my father's bottle in the the medicine cabinet right now. They bring it back and forth to the Knights of Columbus and they exchange (laughs) once a week. That's what it is. Aqua Velva. Oh, man. I always wanted to do the Old Spice thing. That just looked like such a good time. Yeah. You know, just putting it on your hands and then just dousing yourself with it. Just having a party smacking with Smacking yourself in the face. Just smacking yourself around. I use Old Spice body wash now. I do, too. I'm a, I'm a little Old Spicy. I have used it. I am uh, not ashamed to say I use Axe. Ooh. No. I, you, yeah. Is that why you're so, so aggressive? Welcome the shame. Bring, bring on the shame for that. What? What's wrong with Axe? Nothing. No good? No, every eighth grader would agree with you. Hey, look, it smells... Wow. <laughs> look, I go to the bus stop. I know what these boys are wearing. It's I'll all be Axe. In, I, I'll be in Hot Topic if you need me. <laughs> That's our segment. We'll see you later. Hot Topic. Okay, let's, uh, let's talk about the Stanley Cup. Peach, we'll talk to you in a bit. Geek. It is time for the Ready to Unload. Big Unload. Hi. The uh, the Rangers are in the Stanley Cup. Uh, they lost game one last night in a fantastic game. I thought it was a great game. I watched probably from about seven minutes left in the first period uh, right through to the overtime. And um, This should be our weekly reminder to any sports fan out there. If you're not watching... Playoff hockey, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I'm not going to say that, but I will, <laughs> and I also will not. I will not condone that statement. I will not support it. I you just don't get it. The opinions expressed by Brian Calvi are not necessarily those of Steve Sampietro here on RTU. You're also not paying attention. Right. Keep going. And <laughs> when are you going to wake up? Playoff hockey. And what? Um. It's funny you say that, though, because if you remember from a few weeks ago, I had the the great discussion at work with my buddy Jess about NBA playoff basketball and right. how I deemed it unwatchable, and I was taken to task for calling it unwatchable. Okay. Um, and rightfully so. He had a number of really good points, and we got into a better discussion about it, and I, and I, I needed to qualify it and say, for me because I am such a hockey fan and because I watch so little NBA basketball that it has become unwatchable for me. He watched the uh, Ranger game last night, game one of the Stanley Cup Finals, and he he didn't necessarily say I was right, but he had an admittance, and that was, I could see where you were coming from with hockey being maybe a better playoff sport than basketball for a non-fan of the sport because there is so much import throughout the game. So in other words, that, that goal in the first period that you score or that, you know, the, 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 the two to one goal, the goal that made it two to one for the Kings was a huge goal. 
it changed the changed the entire complexion of the game. If the Rangers go into the end of the first period up two to nothing, after dominating the first you know twelve fourteen minutes of play, it's a different game, and that doesn't happen in an NBA game. Well, that's one of the things about hockey that's so much different than the other sports is you, you talk about momentum in all of the sports, but the, I don't think momentum plays as big a part as it does in hockey. Where, like you said, that one goal, it's now it's only it's 2-1. The Rangers are still winning the game, but the whole tenor of the game shifts on that one goal. Yeah, it does. And, and that, doesn't, that doesn't happen in NBA basketball. Like what's happening in the first quarter of a game, unless it's an injury, or you know, four fouls on Tim Duncan, is not going to affect the game. You know, what did you just see what happened? I'm sorry. Cal and I are ooing as we always do for the show, so we're a video, so we're looking at each other and you look dejected. Yeah. Well The Mets? Yeah. What happened? I don't know if I should tell you. I don't I don't I don't know if you can handle it. They lost. No, no, no. Has nothing to do with the game. Oh no. Go on. Well, one of the Mets' uh, prized prospects, Noah Syndergaard, been on the disabled list with an injured arm, right? Yeah, tonight was his first night back. Came off of the uh, came off of the disabled list tonight. His first game back. Yeah. Yeah, he was injured in a home plate collision tonight. Wait, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry. What's that now? So I'm I, I'm I'm assuming that the the rules that they have put into Major League Baseball this year they did not put into the minor leagues. Is that possible? Sure. I'm guessing but, it was more like a wild pitch, and he was covering the plate. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. Noah Syndergaard removed from AAA start with a left shoulder slash collarbone injury. Covering home on a wild pitch. Great. So there you go. And the Mets lost, by the way. And the Mets lost. 7-4, swept by the Cubs. Uh, eyewitnesses said lots of pain, Great. As, re- as reported by Joel Sherman of the New York Post. Right, with a huge smile on his face. He is smiling. Yeah. He's like, thumbs up. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take you off topic. That's quite all right. That's great. <laughs> We're going right to the segment. But that was I'm <laughs> off roading above the law with TSG with RTU with I don't know everybody TSG. Um, that's my company. I don't know how they wound up in there. It's on, it's on your mind. Um, yeah, my wind song stays on my mind as well. By the way, would you like to guess what inning this injury occurred in? The first. It was the first inning. Yes, of course it was. He threw three pitches. <laughs> And he broke his collarbone. At least it wasn't his right. Hey, let's... Uh, I'm just... I'm silver lining it. Yeah, I guess if he broke his left collarbone, that's okay. <laughs> it's better than his right. It would be It would be better. It's not his elbow. He doesn't need... Although, he will be the first person to have Tommy John surgery on his collarbone. <laughs> because he's a net. Tommy John had surgery on his collarbone? Yes, he did. It was a lesser known surgery that he had. That they'll need to do. Did they took the ligament from the arm that they put it? They put in. They took it out. And put <laughs> they it in put the it collarbone. collarbone. 
my brother said something the other day that uh, we were trying to we were talking about the Ranger series and we were talking about um Ranger fans trying to find uh, a silver lining. Was it today? Might have been today. And he said something so magnificently mammoth that I had to stop him. He didn't even realize he said it. And he was just on a rant. And he's like, look, if you're trying to find the bright side of things, if you're trying to find linings that are silver, my friend. That's where he went. Right. And, and, he, was saying, and he said he didn't even re- realize it. Like, I'm like, oh, David Mammoth, slow down. <laughs> These are the linings that are silver. These are dot, 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 ellipses, 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 ellipses. Right. What, 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 what I'm saying to you here now is that these are the linings that are silver, my friend. These are the things that are going to take you, you, in, 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 into what you want to do with your life as a person, as that person that watches hockey. Did he do it that well? He did. That's great. He didn't even realize, and he didn't even, I, I had to stop him. I'm like, you just went mammoth on me. So, so go get back to hockey. I'm sorry. That was- the, just the point was, if you're not a hockey fan and you tune in last night, I heard this a lot. I heard a lot of, wow. Yeah, it's a great product. The NHL playoffs are a great product. I found out something, though. What's that? I am no longer conditioned I wanted to get your I wanted to see how you felt about this. I wanted to get your opinion on this. I was watching that rooting against the Rangers, right? Hard, like a lot. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to whether my dis, distaste for the Rangers and their fans has reached an unhealthy level. We'll get to that later. But I am out of practice watching playoff sports because my teams have been so bad. But the, but you still watch the playoffs, don't you? And it's not what I'm saying. I'm saying with a vested interest. No, I couldn't even fathom being a Ranger fan last night and watching that game. I couldn't. It's right. like what I was talking about a couple weeks ago with the Nick, uh, with the Nets in the playoffs against the Heat. Like if I was a Nets fan, I would lose my mind watching this. Between the officiating and this, I would lose my mind. And I'm. What I discovered last night is I am no longer conditioned. I'm in no shape to watch one of my teams in the playoffs. So you're like you haven't run in 15 years, and now all of a sudden you start jogging. That's it. And you can't do it. Can't do it. Right. I'm in, yeah. no, sh- I'm in no shape to watch the playoffs for my teams. That's a very interesting premise of having to be conditioned like – because it's such an emotional and intense experience. If you're not used to it, you can't just step into it. Yeah. And I, I was thinking back to last year with the Islanders in the playoffs for the first time in such a long time and the intensity of that series against the Penguins. Mm-hmm. And that was just the first round. And it was exhausting. And I was exhausted. Yeah. It was as if I had run a 5K with no training whatsoever. Right. And that muscle memory is still not there because the Islanders, you know, what they lost in six games or whatever. And it's still not there. It's not back by any means. And I almost didn't watch last night because I couldn't handle the Rangers doing well. 
Like, my brother didn't turn on the game. My brother, huge Islander fan, did not turn on the game until he knew it was tied 2-2. Two to two. Hmm. He flipped it on. It was 2-1. to one. He turned it off again. He's like, I can't stand to watch them do well. And I agree with him. It's very difficult for me to watch them do well. Hmm. I almost didn't watch last night, Cal, for fear of them winning. And they're, it, they're not even your team. It's like the Kings are not your team. Very easy to root for, though. They are. Especially if you hate the Rangers. Very easy to root for. Right. Well, what did you make of that game last night? Because I... I we were talking about, specifically about Brad... Uh, about uh, Richards today. Or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Nash. And we were talking about how... You know, he skated well, but he's got to put the puck in the net. Like, all my Ranger fan friends are like, you know, he's got to score. That's what he's paid to do. But, you know, he was skating well. Nash is a big guy. Yes. Every defenseman on the on the Kings is the same size as him. <laughs> I know. Like, like, he's not used to that. Well, it's, and it's crazy because you typically don't think of the West Coast teams built like that. That's you think right. of that, they're built like an East Coast team. They are built like... like the Bruins or mm-hmm. the Flyers, they are a big, rugged, and they, uh, you know, Dowdy's goal was just magnificent. It really was. It really was. Yeah. For a defenseman that size to make that move and, you know, put the puck between his legs to keep his drive to the net going and have the patience and then to beat Lundqvist. Look, Lundqvist was fantastic, Cal. Oh, this is... This is going to tie into our uh, RTU off-road, off the headlines, ripped from the headlines. Uh, But Lundqvist was touted today as uh, as if he was, you know, if he played the greatest game, and he was Kelly Rudy against the Capitals on Easter night, or on the Saturday night before Easter when he, you know, in the five overtimes, he played very, very well, but he lost. But not only did he lose, he didn't stand on his head in the third period, Cal. He made probably three good saves. He kept well in that last two minutes. Right, but so did Quick. But so did Quick, right. Like, Quick only had to make three saves in the third period. I think his job was tougher than, than Lundqvist was. Because he didn't see a lot of rubber, and then he had to stop a three-on-one and a, and a shorthanded break from Haglin. Right. The Rangers are not facing Marc-Andre Fleury. In this, in this series. This is the first time they are facing a goaltender who is as good as Lundqvist. Arguably and, better. Arguably better. Who's going to make that save on Haglund. Right. You know, if this is the, the, the Penguins, that's a goal and the game's over. So, but I, what I was going to say about Nash was, you know, in these other series, at least one defense pairing is considerably smaller than him. Mm-hmm. He's going to be on the ice with at least one defense pairing that he can pretty much manhandle right. and is stronger than. He doesn't have that here. No, I know. St. Louis is the key. He, he's really the key because he is small and he does have such great speed and he can – he needs to create for Nash for, to me. Yeah. He needs to be more the creator for Nash. And, and it, but it's going to, I think it's going to be a great series. They match up really, really well. I just feel like the roles are re- like your traditional East Coast West yep. Coast roles are reversed, which it's is great really call. weird because the Rangers are are, are fast as heck. Yep, I mean, fast Hag- as hell and skilled Hagelin, and yep. Strider, St. Louis, they're they're fast. Yep, you know they're skilled players. 
they don't they don't get physical nope. like you would expect them to. They tried to last night. They tried to. And that's not their game. No. And you can no, and, and, and it took them off their game. And I'll tell you, Boyle skates a uh, skates. Oh God, why did I do that? Oh. Boyle rides a very thin line between being physical. <laughs> I know. God, that's okay. Like, it's okay. He skates. He's on thin ice. Is what you're gonna say? God, that was so bad. That's magnificent. He he, <laughs> he can't even speak. He walks a fine. He walks a fine line. He skates a fine line. He skates a fine line. I can't believe that. Between being physical and being dirty. Yes. And it and it's gonna. It's last night. It cost him. He took a bad penalty late in the game. Yeah. It almost and, cost them the game in regulation. And, and they they were a little sort of chippy to be physical. Yeah. And that's not their game. And they didn't do that in the first period. No. But that's so that's where they have to be careful. That's like you said, that's not their game. They got to be careful playing that game because the potential for taking a bad penalty is always there. Yep. And you, you know, I had a lot of Ranger fans too say to me before the series that they sort of were happy to not see the Blackhawks because you know, they they have that big first line and they have, you know, names. They have Kane and they have, you know, uh, Toes. and So they have like that big line. But th- this team, this Kings team rolls four and they don't necessarily need, you know, their one. I mean, they have a guy like Mike Richards on their fourth line who would be a second line center on a lot of teams. I know. I mean, they're just deep. They're just deep. You know, Justin Williams scores the winning goal last night in overtime. Justin Williams is their third line, you know, their third line winger. Mm-hmm. But you take him on your team in a heartbeat tomorrow. So how do you feel about this game on Saturday night? Is this, do you put this in the must category for the Rangers? You hate to, you hate to put the second game of a series in a, in a must category, especially on the road. But you, I don't, I would be very uncomfortable falling down two nothing to this team. That's so seasoned and so they. Yeah, just, I mean, they so don't panic, Cal. They won the cup two years ago. Yeah, and they were they, in the they were in the conference finals last year, right? They know, yeah, they know what they're doing. They, I mean, even down two nothing yesterday, they just don't panic. Nope. No panic. Nope. We're so used to Islander hockey that, like, you know, when, when when basically they become chickens with their heads cut off in their own defensive zone when they get down two nothing. The go- the goalie is uh, he's lost his pads. <laughs> he's lost his pants. He's flopping around. Clown music playing. <laughs> Benny Hill is Benny Hill music. Over right, place. exactly. Right. <clears throat> For some reason, there's uh, British girls in lingerie running around the ice. There's a man following them with a fly swatter on right. the ice. Another, you know, a cop chasing them with a stick. You know, like a bobby. Right. A bobby. Yeah. On the they, ice. They the really do. And, and and it was worse when they would have a lead. Because <laughs> they would be up, they would be up like three one, and then they'd be scurrying in their defensive zone. It's so funny to watch a team that's just so calm. Yep, like two nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing. And you know, penalty kill, no problem. We'll do this. Mm-hmm. We'll do this. Very calm. And, and the Rangers are playing with a remark, and this kills me to say because man, I hate them. Um, has it gone to unhealthy? I'm starting to feel like maybe it's a little unhealthy. It sounds like it. That's what I'm getting. We decided that 
um, I was talking to Mick Walters about this today. Because if there's a guy who knows how to hate a fan base and a team, it's that guy. I mean, he's he's written the book on how to hate the Yankees and and their fans. He's he's just really magnificent about it. He's antagonist. He's like Woody Woodpecker with it. He's antagonistic, without ever being a jerk. Uh huh. Like he's just right on the border. He does it so well. And he was saying he hates these huge giant fan. He hates the Cowboys. For sure. He would put the Cowboys second to the Yankees on his list. And I said, yeah, the Patriots and Dolphins for me are, are second-tier hatred. You know, that's not a first-level hatred for me. Right. Because I don't, I don't encounter their fans that often. But when you play them, you hate them. Oh, sure. Oh, I hate them. Don't get me wrong. Is it first-tier first hate when you play them? Like that day. It may get bumped up. But here's what we discovered. And this is the interesting, to me, the interesting aspect of this idea of hating or whatever, or hating another team or something. It's the fan bases too. It's the fan bases. Mm-hmm. The Yankee fan base under 32, I have to qualify that, 32 years and younger. Mm-hmm. Because they're the they're the worst Yankee fans because they've never lost. Like our friends that are Yankee fans are good Yankee fans. They remember what it was like when they stunk. Right. For sixteen years they didn't win a blessed thing, and that's their childhood. Right. The the thirty two year old Yankee fan has been in the playoffs every year since he was like six. Wow. You know, or sixteen, I should say. Fourteen. Fourteen, right. So his formative years, right through college and through his first wedding, because he's probably divorced. He's, was that no good? Can't. Should the I not? Thirty-two-year-old Yankee fan is probably divorced. That's right. That's uh, the, the views expressed by Sam Peter, not necessarily those of RTU, its affiliates. We really need to record a disclaimer, specifically its co-host. <laughs> Um, no, but the the over thirty two year old Yankee fan remembers when they sink, so they're not nearly as bad. I you, no, you're, you're absolutely right about that. They also don't have the hatred for the Mets that the younger Yankee fan does. Right. Which um, is, which, which is silly because the younger Yankee fan has never seen the Mets win anything. No. Why would you, why would you hate the Mets? No, the older Yankee fan has seen the Mets own the city. Right. If anybody's going to hate them, it's the older Yankee fan. Sure. But they don't. So if I'm if I'm putting together my tears here, <laughs> put together a lot of tears. No, I'd have to. I just I, 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 I told you the Rangers the Rangers are one. The Rangers are the team that you hate the most. Correct. You hate the Rangers more than you hate the Yankees. Yes. Okay. I do. Okay. Okay. Well, let's bring this up then. Our buddy, Dr. E. Ray Stat. Yep. You're familiar with him, right? I'm familiar. I have all his albums. <laughs> even the early 90s one? <laughs> even the, even the, yeah, the attempted grunge. The Electronica. Uh, <laughs> Dr. E. Ray Stat is unavailable. The, the Husker Du influenced 1991 EP. Called Pretentious Land. <laughs> Louder than Pretentious Land. <laughs> He brought up a very interesting... Now, so I'm sitting back. I'm sitting on the sidelines here. I'm watching 
you and 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 your brother just hatred spilling through the chat just just pure vitriol like i could, like i'm reading it and i'm getting tense because i could feel it and i'm Sorry. trying to no 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 it's it's totally fine i'm trying to figure out gosh i don't i don't feel that right now and that's weird because I grew up a card-carrying Ranger hater. Hater, as they called it. Hated them. Hated them. Hated the Rangers. Hated the Yankees. Never had a problem with the Giants. Basketball, never really looked at. But uh, Rangers and Yankees hated them with a passion. I remember in 2001 feeling the same way you feel now about the Kings. I rooted for the Diamondbacks in that World Series as if they were my team. So did I. As if they were my team. I remember. And that was post nine eleven. I know, like a month. It was a month after nine eleven when New York was supposed to win because of nine eleven. And I still rooted for the Diamondbacks as hard as I've ever rooted for the Mets. (laughs) I rooted for the Diamondbacks in that series. So now we flash forward 13 years to the year 2014, and the New York Rangers are in the Stanley Cup. Yep. And all throughout this run, I've been trying to get myself worked up to hate them. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not rooting for them. I haven't gone that far. All right. I'm not rooting. I do not want the Rangers to win the Stanley Cup. I'm not rooting for them. I haven't gotten wrapped up. I'm not a Ranger. Okay, we, so not everybody's a ranger. Let's put that out there. But I just can't get, I can't get that level of hate going. And Dr. E. Ray Stat brought up a very good point, and it just it crystallized it for me when he said, as he's gotten older, he's having a hard time hating the teams that he used to hate. And I guess, I guess that's where I'm at, too. Because I, I, I just, I am not, that I don't feel that strongly against them. It's a strange thing. If the Yankees make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I, I root against them for sure. So that hatred is still there. It's not hate though. It's so different. It's like, like you get angry. <laughs> you real, like you really have a, like a guttural reaction to them. I do. Right? I do. Yeah, I don't, and I don't get that anymore. And I'm not, I'm not saying either one of us is right or wrong. So you're not judging? I'm not judging at all. Trust I feel, me. I feel a little judged. No, 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 no. I'm not, I am not judging. You, you, I'm not saying stop doing that. That's the Stetson talking. That's the... That <laughs> <laughs> must be the Tricar talking. Uh, <laughs> the Electric Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird. it's just it's a, it's a it's just a weird like I understand your point of view more than I understand my own point of view. Like I'm supposed to hate the Rangers. I grew up that's that's embedded in me and I don't right now. And it's a just it's a weird feeling for me. You know, like I'm watching that game last night and I'm on the edge of my seat, but it's not like because I'm like the Kings have to win this game otherwise tomorrow is going to be a horrible day. I don't feel like that. It's weird. I think there's two things at play here for me. Maybe this will clarify it. Mm. 
specifically with the Rangers and the Islanders, I think the hatred or the ability to still really hate them is directly related to how bad the Islanders have been. So if the Islanders are good all this time as well, it's much more palatable for the Rangers to be good too. So it's like a jealousy thing almost? It's not jealousy. Envy? No, it's you just can't say anything. You have no recourse as an Islander fan. So when the Ranger fan speaks to you and speaks down to you because so many of them are jerks, you have nothing to say. Right. And therefore, I don't want any more success. And, and, and the Islanders just haven't been bad. They've been awful. They've been the worst. And a joke. And had a guy buy the team who was bankrupt. And had Mike Milbury run the team for 14 years. And had Rick DiPietro's contract. And they play in the worst arena in professional sports. And they have an owner who doesn't... I mean, they're, they're a joke. Fish sticks, etc., the locker room leaked. The locker room leaked. There's asbestos in the building. I mean, they're a joke. That the last thing I need is for more Ranger success. I get that. So I think my level of hatred that I've been able to maintain, and it's a lot of work, <laughs> is directly proportionate to how bad the Islanders have been. Okay. And I think the same goes for the Mets and the Yankees. See, I guess, I guess for me, like if you look at it that way, the Yankees haven't been that successful in the last 10 years. They won the World Series in 2009, but other than that... Right, but the, the fans of hatred stay aflame, mm. a, a kindle. It's the fans. And you know that, like, if, because, if, yeah, because the, the Mets haven't just been bad, Cal. No, they've been Islander bad. They've been a joke, mm-hmm. laughing stock. So again, two organizations that are laughing stocks. I have no choice but to maintain my. I, the last thing I want to see is success for that rival team. Yeah. See, and I've I've detached from that idea, and I just I am so sick of of being beaten down. Right. By my team. You've gone the other way, right. That's, that's, I'm, I feel more strongly about that right. than I do about, well, I can't I have to make sure the rival team doesn't do well. It I, doesn't matter because if, because if the Rangers or the Yankees were bad, we would still get the exact same amount of abuse as Islander and, and Met fans but right there's, now. But there's just less of, a, there's less of an argument to be made. Like if the Rangers sucked too then what are you going to say to me? Because, yeah, the Islanders suck more. Then I can bring up the four Stanley Cups, and then away they, we go. They suck in ridiculous, unimaginable Fine. ways. They both still suck. No, you're right. And this is also discounting a bit, I think, the ingrained hatred for the Rangers that is part of hockey. Right. See, of all the rivalries here in New York, Rangers-Islanders should be the greatest because they've played each other in the playoffs like 15 times. Right. 
I mean, these are these are teams that actually play each other five times a year. It used to be more. They've met in the playoffs, you know, what, ten times? At least. And and a lot of that was during our formative years. Right, and they send each other's players to the hospital. <laughs> and then they shake the ambulance that the player is going to the hospital in. Right. Before like, the fans. Just... And it's hockey. They can actually fight. Right. Right. It doesn't... So there's that ingrained part of Rangers and Islanders. Like, that, that should be the best rivalry in New York sports. Because mm-hmm. they could play in the playoffs every year. Right. And the Islanders have just not held up their end of the bargain. That's, so that's in there. They, they can actually fight on the ice. <laughs> they like, do. during the game. Right. It's not even Roger Clemens throwing a sawed-off bat at Mike Piazza and him not doing anything about it. Like, th- this, they fight all the time. Mm-hmm. So, no matter who puts on that sweater, I, I hate them. I hate their faces. It's the sight of the uniform. That's correct. Right. As I said to Dr. E. Ray Statt when he brought that up, hey, look, I don't hate the name on the back. I hate the name on the front of the jersey. Equal opportunity. That's fair. It's fair. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, it's weird. It's, like I said, it's weird to me that I don't have that yeah, well, passionate maybe, hate anymore. I don't maybe know by game six... And the Rangers are about to close out their second Stanley Cup, and you're running into some of your Ranger fan friends. Right. Yeah, maybe that'll be back. Maybe. Maybe if they're wearing their jersey. Yeah. And they're taunting me. And they're talking about the king. Right. <laughs> Kevin had a great line. <laughs> McWalters, an old Islander fan, a really good Islander fan, can always get back into the Islander. He's not like super in hockey. But he was a huge Islander fan growing up. Obviously, we, we all were. And he said, he said to one of his Ranger fan friends, you know, the guy was like, oh, the king was awesome last night. He's like, let me get this straight. That guy's the king. If he's the king, what's Billy Smith? God? <laughs> what, what should we call him? What, what should we call the guy with four Stanley Cups? Is, is he Zeus? What, what, what's above the king? I thought that was great. But anyway, it's going to be a really good series. It really is. I think so. The first game went to overtime. Because that's any indication. They're two very different teams. They're extraordinarily skilled. And, and I, I, I give the Rangers credit for one thing. They roll four. You have to roll four lines in the playoffs. That's becoming more and more important. You know, the, the years of like, you're a two-line team and you can get away with second and third lines that are below average or specialists or... You have got to have four solid lines. You have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 Lundqvist is a fantastic goalie. We'll see how fantastic. All we'll right. see. All right. Do you want to do you want to skip baseball entirely and just go to off topic? Whatever you want to do. Ah, no. Do you want to talk about the Mets? Well, what's to talk about? Do we have any update on Syndergaard? No, nothing yet. Just he was in a lot of pain. Right. <laughs> I think he's, uh, he probably is out for the next three years. <laughs> I think that's the early. Is that your professional medical opinion? That's the early guess. All right. 1,000 day disabled list. They slipped back to four games under 500. The Yankees had lost four in a row, salvaged the game tonight. Tanaka's 9-0. Yeah. 
Won. He lost the game. Oh, he did lose. That's right. Yeah. He did. His first professional loss in, like, what, 37 decisions years. or something like that? 37 years. <laughs> and he's only 25 years old, which right. is weird. Um, unbelievable. Unprecedented. It's, it's, a, it's a number of un-things. It's unparalleled. There's an investigation. It's uninvestigated. No, wait, no, there is an investigation. Oh, investi- wait, as what? To how this 27-year-old man could have been undefeated for 34 <laughs> years. Well, I guess he couldn't have lost before he was born. Hey, look, he's a Yankee, okay? We're all Yankees, too. They all wind up here. Susan Waldman told us last week. They sure do. They all wind up as Yankees. Let's talk about the Mets for two seconds. Can I just bring up one thing? Mm. Though a lot, the, the last bit on this hatred thing... It is about the fans a lot, too. And Scott and I were talking about this today. And Scott said, you know, he's like, look, I get it. I'm right there with the Rangers. He said, I'm surprised they are so far ahead of the Yankees. And I said, look, the Yankees still do it. Don't worry about it. Because their fans will call up Mike Francesa's radio show and say, hey, Mike. This was after Robertson blew a uh, a save the other night. Hey, Mike, you know, Robertson's a free agent. At the end of this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a free agent. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know, uh, the shortstop there for the Rockies, uh, Troy Tulowitzki, uh, Tulo, why don't the Yankees, you know, trade Robertson and maybe, I don't know, actually said this, actually said this. Robertson, I don't know, Savelli. And, you know, maybe they could get Tulowitzki because, you know, the the Rockies would want that expiring contract. So this Yankee fan was suggesting the Colorado Rockies trade Troy, Troy Tulowitzki, who was hitting like 440 for a good portion of this year. By the way, it's fine. I think he had, at one point, he was like 52 for 75, something ridiculous. <laughs> and is the best shortstop in the game. For an expiring contract of a guy who's a closer for the first time in his career. A closer. And a backup scrub catcher. You think maybe the Rockies do that deal? Even Francesa had to say, you're trading an expiring... Why would they want an expiring contract? This is not the NBA. What... Why did the Rockies... Well, because, you know, Tulowitzki has a high salary. They probably want to get rid of that. Yeah, they want to get rid of it for, like, five young, under-control players. Not a guy they're going to lose at the end of the season. Now, he didn't say, Mike didn't say, if you're going to make that trade, you better start with Dylan Batances. Because... Well, because no. well, he's Mariano. And those, that's only reserved... He's Mariano 96, Cal. Get it right. Right, I'm sorry, Mariano 96. Right, which is the greatest season a reliever's ever had, by the way. Right, right. He said the other day. Mm-hmm. And constantly refers to him as Mariano. Like, yes. he's, he's like Mariano. Yet, if somebody had the audacity to compare another player, and just, just bringing up, like, mentioning a player and another star player in the same sentence, he would automatically be like, oh, so now he's Barry Bonds? And then, so he's Barry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Sure. I, I got it. Chris Young is Barry Bonds now. Okay. Okay. Sure. That's an idiot. Yeah. But but Batances is is Mariano. It's, it's Mariano ninety six. Yep. 
before he became the closer when he was the greatest reliever of all time. So we got that straight. So, um, but if the, if when a Met fan calls, see, this is why. This is why, Yankee fans. This is why. Are you, are you addressing them right now? No, I'm just, I'm, you, you ask me why the hatred, why it's still able to stay in place. This is why. Because that Yankee fan thinks that's a realistic trade. Mm-hmm. And thinks, hey, look, they all end up as Yankees anyway. Right. Or they get, or, hey, Mike, how can we get that guy on Pittsburgh, uh, McCutcheon? What yeah. do you think it'd take I, to get him? What do you think it'd take to get him? You think, you think we'd have to part with Gary Sanchez? They don't even, but they don't even suggest players. In that no. Case. They're just like, they, they're like, they look at the, at the league leaders and they decide, I want that guy. Yeah. What, what, I, in, what infuriates me always with Frances is that his answer to any Met fan, if you bring that up. So you ask the same question and you say, hey, Mike, what do you think it would take for the Mets to get Tulowitzki? Well, you're going to start with Zach Wheeler, maybe even Matt Harvey. Okay, and you're going to go... This was before the season started, because we all know that Travis Darno is lost. Um, and then you're going to, you're going to throw in Deneau. The and, and then you're probably going to throw in uh, Montero and maybe Syndergaard. So, I, I'm sorry, Mike. That's where you start. That's where you start. So the Mets are going to trade every... But, but the, the Rockies, if it were not for Robertson's expiring contract would entertain trading Troy Tulowitzki for a closer. No, please, I can't. Okay. All right. Here are some of the, uh, the top perfumes and colognes of the 1980s. You went back to the 80s? I'm, I'm doing 80s. Okay. Uh, well, the, now, the, 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 oh, Joe Von Musk. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. You, you got perfumes on there, too? Designer imposters. I had, I had two sisters and... and uh, Debbie Gibson's Electric Youth. Electric Youth. Freely. Yeah. Drakkar Noir is number 11. There's one on here, though, that I had, that I had forgotten. What's that? Obsession. Oh, Calvin Klein. Calvin Klein Obsession. For men. I hope, right? It was for men? I, right? Well, it's too late now. Well, cat's out of the bag. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. It wasn't? For men? Oh, no. That explains a lot of things. Polo sport? Polo. Aramis. What about Aramis? Yes. Aramis. Mm. Obsession, oh, I had. wild. There's, how about uh, Machiavelli? <laughs> Machiavelli? No good? I don't know that one. I had Pierre Cardin. Huh. That was a, uh, a Christmas had- gift. It was a Christmas. We had a lot going on. I had a number. Hey, look, I was an Italian kid on Long Island. <laughs> of course, I did. Were you just not so big on the deodorant? What was going look, on? Look, I didn't did want it, all these things. It was the law. Did it come in the pocket of your Cavaricis? <laughs> did come in the pocket of my. It fit nicely in the pocket what? of my Z Cavaricis. Cavaricis with the Capizia. I'm starting to feel like I wore Obsession a lot. Yeek. I'm looking at this bottle. I feel like I may have I may have drained that bad boy. It became a way of life, <laughs> not just a not just a scent. <laughs> Obsession. Uh, do you have to say for men? For men, you have. Well, yeah. I feel like you do. I think I think you better. There's a there's a lot here. I'm looking at the pictures, but I yeah I definitely went obsession quite often. Hugo Boss. Sure. Wow. 
Uh, so do you want to hear uh, what our, our options are for RTU Off Topic? Yeah, um, but I want to make sure that we have some time for a fun load. Yes, because we, DJ has seven of them, right? We actually owe him an entire show of fun loads, I think, at this point. We'll have to do that next week. Oh, we're going to bump him again. <laughs> it's all fine. It's all fine. These are all that they all keep very well. I'm kidding. We can do, we can do both. We can do both. Okay, good. Well, I, good. If, if off topic gets rolling, then we roll with off topic. It's, you know, come yeah. on. That see, that's why he's a great producer. See that? Okay. He's selfless. <laughs> he, he turned he turned into Nigel Tufnell there a little bit. He does bother me, but I'll rise above it. I'm a professional, and it's fine. I want larger bread. I'm a firm believer in throwing the format out the window if what you're doing is working. So you're a, a renegade producer, would you say? Um, why not? Do you have any genite? Do you throw it out the window or do you rip it up before that? <laughs> this is maybe a little bit. Maybe you throw it through the shredder and then you let it go out the window in a little ticker, ticker tape parade uh, style. <laughs> you really have an elaborate process for tearing up. <laughs> he's got a, he's got one of those fans right in the window and he just like. He's right. through. I got your format right here. He has, put, he has put a lot of thought into how to get rid of the format. Well, I have here a uh, Panasonic 3XD25 paper shredder here. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> or, or the fire pit. We can go outside and do the fire pit. <laughs> we could, we could, take it. We could burn them up. I'm taking the rundown. I'm putting it outside, and I'm burning it. That's it. Burn it. Toasted marshmallows on the rundown. This is actually uh, one of the, actually any of these off topics you could probably get involved with too, Peach. That's the great thing about these. Um, they're all plays. It's an all play. That's it. Off topic all play. RTU off topic all play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting t-shirts. t-shirts. Trademark. No, wait, put it on the denim jackets if you're going to put it anywhere. That's yours. That's yours. Can that we get a patch and sew it onto our jackets? <laughs> onto our denim jackets? Yeah. <laughs> so what do you got there? Metallica, Zeppelin. What's this? Off-topic all play. Who are they? Sister Shakedown. I feel like that would go on the denim jacket with the leather arms, though. Wait, what? How about that one? The denim jacket with the leather arms was like a pinky tusket or a leather tusket arrow, right? Kind of, yeah, kind of like a letterman's jacket, but but it's a denim jacket, not a uh, yeah. a felt cotton. Oh, the boy from Staten Island is confused. He hasn't seen one of these. Yeah, oh, it existed. Oh my. I wonder who's feeding back. It's got to be PJ again. Gosh darn it. Oh, it was. Oh, he's throwing the format through the the window. He's busy, busy putting the format through the window. Part of that includes unmuting. That's part of the process. Uh, okay, one of the off topics. I think the Zyrtec is really kicking in on him tonight. Yes. He's starting there. If you experience trouble throwing the form out of the window, please consult a physician. 
This should be the medical disclaimers on whatever he's taking for his allergies. Yet he's not allergic to anything. If you have problems hosting podcasts, consult a physician immediately. If you or or your spouse can't produce a podcast. Um, Allergies are allergic to him. Right, like the most interesting, the most interesting man in the world. Um, one of the off topics all play we were considering was um, the idea of Henry uh, Henrik Lundqvist. We were talking about that today, my brother and I, and he, he's fascinated by my my particular <laughs> dislike for him because he's like he's like I get it, but he's like I don't, I just. Is it because of how fetid he is without sort of having earned it? And I said, that's exactly it. I said, I, I, yeah, I've talked about it on the show a bunch of times. It's not that I hate Henrik Lundqvist. It's that I think he gets way more credit for his achievements. Do you think he's overrated? Yes, by, yeah. his, by his fan base. Okay. It's never his fault when they lose. It's always him when they win. And he's never won anything. Okay. He's never won anything. I don't know if I agree with that 100% because... I have I, never... I have never... When Eli Manning... When, when the Giants lose, it's oh, Eli yeah. Manning's fault. Oh, sure. No, that's why I said not 100% because I've seen... I've heard Ranger fans complain about Lundquist before this run. That oh, he's got... You know, it's time. He's got to win something. Yeah, but I'm... I, I haven't. I haven't. And when I have... It's it's just that though. It's you know he's he's unbelievable, but it's time for him to win something. But he's unbelievable. You gotta get that in there. Right. So Scott raised the issue of, and this is just a general question. Is it is that New York? Is that part of being an athlete in New York? Flesh that out for me a little bit. So, if Henrik Lundqvist is on the the blue jackets no even on the blues not the blue jackets <clears throat> no it can't be the blue jackets has to be the blue has to be the blues okay and he's the same exact goalie and he's never won a cup but he's fantastic mm-hmm. are the blues fans putting him in the pantheon of the greatest Blues of all time, or is he just a really good goalie who hasn't won yet? That's a very good question. Whereas, it, uh, do they do that because that's what we do in New York? Like, I think they would do that in Toronto. That's hockey, though. For hockey. Right. I'm talking yeah. about, we do that, like Scott brought up. We do well, it for all sports, right? Well, Scott brought up Mark Sanchez as the greatest example of both sides of it. So the guy who's unbelievably touted and feted and gets all the recognition and Jet fans are in love with him after the, mostly. But he gets a lot of the press and the GQ interviews and all that stuff when they go to their second championship game. And guys are writing articles about how he's going to take them to a Super Bowl and he's the new Broadway Joe. And, and he's overly valued. And then he gets destroyed by the city. And way over the top, he's the worst football player in the history of the world. Right. Is that a New York thing? 
Yeah. The New York thing about that is New York loves the up-and-comer, loves the fresh new face. You get a guy that comes in here. Sanchez is a perfect example. You get a guy that comes in here and does anything early. Look at Matt Harvey. He's a good example on one side because he hasn't, he's hurt, so they can't tear him down yet. But you take a guy that comes on, on the scene like a Matt Harvey. Look at Jabba Chamberlain. He's another good example. These guys come on the scene, and it's a New York thing to make them out to be like they're going to be the greatest thing ever. And then once they hit that point, it's like, okay, now we've got to tear them down. Because it's also a very New York thing to tear somebody down to their core right? as hard as they can. I mean, what happened to Mark Sanchez in this town, I don't think happens in a lot of other cities. I think it happens in some cities. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does. But I'm, uh, maybe two other cities, maybe feel, Boston and maybe Philly. I feel like, yes, maybe Chicago. Maybe, but... Definitely Boston, definitely yeah. Philly. I just think there's an overinflation among a, a New York fan base of its players, both positive and negative. They're all, oh, yeah. <clears throat> Over, overall, when you look at all of the sports. Because then, like we said, you have certain cities with certain sports. You have yeah. your Toronto yeah. and your Montreal no, with true. hockey. And uh, football, I don't know. I bet you Green Bay. I don't know if Green Bay is like that with football. Green Bay is, absolutely. Of course. Right? Brett Favre won one Super Bowl. He won one Super Bowl. He was good, though. He was great. Henrik Lundqvist is great, but he won one Super Bowl. One. Just yeah. one. All those years, he threw 370 interceptions. I think it's an East Coast thing, too. But I, but I think your point about sport is right. He's a god in Green Bay, despite the fact that he went to the Vikings. Right. You look at the Cowboys. You know, it's like that for the Cowboys in Dallas, without a doubt. There are guys that have, I mean, that didn't win a thing that are, you know, the, the best. They never won anything. Mm-hmm. I, and, it's, I, and, it's, and it's offensive if you're not a fan of that team. Right. Well, and, and, and it just goes, with Lundquist, it just goes to the fact that I, I've felt he's been coronated Huh? How's that for the king? Before it's worthy of being coronated. That's all. It's fine. What, what's interesting is in the metropolitan area here, the tri-state area, the, the goalie for the Devils <laughs> yeah. is, has been a far more successful goalie than Lundqvist, and you don't hear two words about him. The goalie for the Devils is one of the top five goaltenders of all time. In the sport. Yeah, maybe. In the sport? Uh, He is. Top five? Top five. I don't know. He's got three cups. He's got got MVPs. He's got MVPs in the playoffs. What is it? He's got one of the best save percentages of all time. He's the all-time winningest goalie, is he not? Okay. He has the most wins in the history of the league. He's got three cups. He's one of the top five goalies of all time. Right, but but he's not even spoken of in the same sentence as Lundqvist, and not... In a good way. No. Not in the, not in the, like, he's on a higher level. 
That's right. That's what I've always said. Like, if Marty Brodeur was a ranger, imagine what they would have done for him. I mean, oh. they're, they're putting up statues of Lundquist. He's never won a thing. He called Madison Square Brodeur. <laughs> 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 the New York Brodeurs. Right. You, you, you would subscribe to Brodeur Vision for your uh, internet and cable. <laughs> Optimum Brodeur. Brodeur Online? <laughs> that, would be your, that would be your email address? <laughs> Stampede at Brodeur.net. <laughs> Stampede at Brodeur.optonline. Brodeuronline.net. Um, uh, it's just it's it's an interesting. It's very interesting, and you know I don't I don't know much about other cities and how they feel, and and like it would be interesting to talk to fans from other cities and and get their perspective. Well, I've lived in I've lived in a bunch, and I I feel like though that or at least spent considerable enough time in a bunch of other cities, and I feel like like Los Angeles with the yeah. Lakers. What's that like? They love the Lakers. Okay. I mean, they love the Lakers. They love the Lakers. But it's a weird sports town. What about Cincinnati? Cincinnati's weird. Cincinnati's just a weird town. Yeah. They love their teams in Cincinnati. You know, they have an overinflated, like Kenny Anderson. Like, they have an overinflated sort of respect for Kenny Anderson because he went to one Super Bowl. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, but it, but it's more from the guys that I knew. It's more like you know your childhood idol kind of things. You know, like there are there are not like Kenny Anderson's not revered by the whole fan base, right? Like Henrik Lundqvist is revered by the entire Ranger fan base. Nobody dislikes him. I, I that's just I, maybe that's Scott brought up Revis, and I said no, but Revis was good. Yeah. I mean, Revis was the best cornerback in football. So the hype that he was getting in New York, Revis Island and all that stuff, he was sort of equal to. Kind of, yeah. Somebody said this to me the other day, and I wonder what you think of it. Or maybe I saw it on Twitter. So they didn't say it to me. (laughs) It was said in my vicinity. It was put out there and you kind of caught it. Correct. If Derek Jeter was a Houston Astro or a Kansas City Royal, he probably would have been out of baseball about six years ago. As having been a very serviceable Major League shortstop and nothing more. Do you buy into that? No. No, no. Not even a little? You can't take a second on it? I mean, he's got 3,500 hits. The championships wouldn't be there for sure. For sure. And the stage on which he performed would not have been there. But the fact remains, he was a very good baseball player. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame baseball player. He's yeah, I, not, I, I'm not saying I disagree. You know, he's I not just a, thought it was an interesting take. He's not a legend, though. <clears throat> like, he, doesn't, he doesn't become like... Oh, but he is. He's not... No, no. If he played for Kansas City or oh, okay. Houston, okay. he's not Derek Jeter. You know what I mean? He's just a guy with 3,500 hits. He's Craig Biggio. What's the name of Derek Jeter's cologne? Two. Two. Deuce. Deuce. 
<laughs> driven. Ah, he's he's got an edge. Is it driven to win? With the two number, it, number two in the middle. It's it's driven, and sometimes it's called driven black. Which that's that's just racist. That's I can't get behind that. Well, send your letters to Avon. What do you want me to do? <laughs> is it by Avon? It is. You know, look. Let's face it. If he plays for the Astros, he doesn't have an edge. He's Craig Biggio, I'm telling you. He's Craig Biggio. You're absolutely right. That's who he is. And he's not in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, he should have been drafted by the Astros. That's the great story. Who did they draft? Is that Phil Nevin? Phil Nevin, yes. And the Astros scout who scouted Jeter said, if you don't... Draft him, I will quit. And he did. He quit when they didn't draft him? He resigned, yes. On the spot? Correct. Was that part of the deal, though? If you don't draft Derek Jeter, I'm quitting on the spot. He was like their head scout, and he had been a major league player. Like he had, he had been a player in the 40s and 50s or something like that, and he had filed his report on Jeter, and he said, I'm telling you, this guy is a first ballot Hall of Fame player. This guy is... The best prospect I've ever seen cannot miss. If you don't draft him, I will quit. So the very first pick of the draft, they don't draft him. Does he just throw his clipboard down and walk out? He puts his gun and his badge down on the desk, his clipboard and his cologne, and he walks out. Like he's got 62 rounds left. He just walks out. I quit. <laughs> he just I, I like the idea of him putting his uh, his stopwatch and his Astros uh his Astros security pass down on the desk and walking out. His Astros polo shirt kicks it off. Hal Newhauser is his name. I know that name. Yep. His laminated card for the parking garage. <laughs> When I won't be needing this. <laughs> when Hal Newhouser quit his job over Derek Jeter. Is, there, is that the headline of a story? Yeah. Newhouser quit the Astros the day after the draft, ending a career of more than 50 years in professional baseball. The day after. Well, he said he he saw the draft through at least. That's professional. <laughs> Before he stormed out. It's not like he just, you know, he flipped over the uh, the table in the draft room. Newhouser out. <laughs> flipped over the table. Art Howe's like, what are you doing? What is wrong with you? Dick, Dickie Thon. What, what, what is... Somebody go talk to Howe. Get him back here. Alan Ears like what? What is what is his problem? Jeez, is that, are we are we referencing old time Astros? There you go, old time yeah. Astro managers. Oh, Larry Durker. Larry Durker wasn't Alan Ears the manager in '86? Yeah, of course. Here, here Yogi it is. Yogi Berra was on that staff. Here it is, Cal. The former 71-year-old Hal Newhouser was pissed off. 
The former Detroit Tigers pitcher couldn't believe his advice was being ignored by his employers. If anyone knew a top-notch baseball prospect when he saw one, Newhouser did. But the Houston Astros, for whom, whom Newhouser was a scout in the early 1990s, ignored what Prince Hal told them. He told them to draft Derek Jeter with the number one pick and pay him whatever he wanted. They didn't, and instead, the young infielder was drafted by the New York Yankees with the sixth pick. Jeter went on became, to become the superstar in pinstripes, winning five World Series titles. Newhouser quit the Astros the day after the draft, ending a career of more than 50 years in professional baseball. Jeez. <coughs> yeah. That was the same year, uh, it's in 1992, this was the same year that Prince Hal told the Astros what who, they could do with Who are you job. talking about? Prince Hal? That was his nickname, Hal Newhouser. Prince, Prince Hal? Prince Hal, yes. He was so disgusted by their failure to draft Jeter, a player that Newhouser had discovered and scouted in Kalamazoo, that he left the game to spend the rest of his life in retirement at his Michigan home, where he passed away in 1998. Wow. Pretty. And he never watched baseball again. That's right. Pretty pissed off. What a drama queen. (laughs) Prince Prince Hal. Prince Hal. Okay, we, do we want to do uh, PJ Funload? I, I have no up. fun. What? No, come on. Oh, what this, we, you this you said guy. you had like seven topics. Yeah, I'm going to save another one for next week. They're not topical. They're off topic. They're, off to- they're, not, they're not ripped from today's headlines. They're the opposite of ripped from today's headlines. Dun, dun. Whatever that is. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. They're placed into the, today's headline. They're ripped from them. They're not ripped from them. No. No, they're placed. How about they're burying selling? the lead with San Pete? <laughs> RTU's buried leads. <laughs> now it's time for buried leads <laughs> with San Pete. <laughs> I have to do the whole segment by myself. <laughs> Just you. And Calvin will just look at you. <laughs> you guys will just stare at me. <laughs> just go. <laughs> nope. No. Uh, he's nope. off on another one, Cal. There he goes. Another buried lead. Go. Everybody's going to be super interested in this one. <laughs> should tell the Hal Newhouser story again. <laughs> he just ripped that one from the headline that you were reading from. Can we do like <laughs> conspiracy corner? Where we bring up our favorite conspiracy theories. Well, that's conspiracy. Conspiracy, sure. Um, Trademark. He's a recurring character. Copyright. Trademark conspiracy. Is conspiracy like a cartoon boy (laughs) with a hat pulled down over his eyes? Like an encyclopedia brown? He is now. Like with his jeans all He's like a boy detective of conspiracies. Wait, why are you making me a skateboarder? (laughs) More like a scamp. Why do my my pants have to be baggy? Maybe conspiracy wears tight jeans and obsession. With a high, squeaky voice. (laughs) Here's the thing. Maybe you're preppy. Could be. Conspiracy could be preppy. Hey, mister, why are you doing that? I have an idea. Bet you I know. (laughs) It sounds like he's in his bunker now. Sure you do. They're all watching us. 
I need more tin foil. <laughs> My hat's not done. Conspiracy, Steve. Who are the Bilderbergs? <laughs> <laughs> Don't they own the Astros? <laughs> um, what's the uh, fun load there, laughing boy? He's gotten them. Well, he a, couple, a couple of things happened. And I just wanted to know, I went to probably what is my first of, now it's going to be a few, um, modern tri-state area bat mitzvahs. Oh, boy. Have you, well, I, I, I think uh, with Cal, the age of Cal's daughters, I think Skeeting he's coming up on He's coming up on this. He's going to be, the, people are going to start inviting you got a couple of years, but yeah. Yeah. You, you got like two, three years. Yeah, but we've we've seen the communions. Right. Do the, do the communions get big? Because this, this bat mitzvah I went to was bigger and more extravagant than the last three weddings that I can remember. <laughs> Combined. Combined. Absolutely crazy. Is that 50 cent? Right. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, was we not walked, we walked prepared in. to go on a rocket, but okay. <laughs> we we walked in. We were handed a strange blue cocktail. Everyone was drinking these crazy blue cocktails, and like they they were serving duck at the cocktail hour. Is that is that the common? Cocktail hour. This first. Oh, of course. Let's, let's go back. Oh, there's a cocktail hour. Of course. With the, with the sixty five stations of food, a bot mitzvah or a bar mitzvah, bot a bot for the lady, for the lady. It's it's for the ladies. For but the ladies. But in Hebrew, it's way less sexy. Right. For the ladies. For the ladies. Tremendous ice sculpture in the corner. And then when oh, you got Demi close Lovato? to the ice sculpture, well, when you got closer to the ice sculpture, you realized that it was actually adorned with about 30 different types of vodkas. It was actually Demi, Lo- Demi Lovato doing the ice sculpture. She was actually in ice. <laughs> she was, no, she had the chainsaw, and she was doing it live. <laughs> That's how extravagant this spot is. Quadruple so again, threat, that Demi Lovato. So please, while singing Frozen. I, the irony was not lost on all of the 13-year-olds. <laughs> so again, 13 years old, the 13-year-old girl, you're celebrating this this event, and there's vodka on the ice sculpture? Absolutely. 30, what did you say, 30 different kinds? 30 different kinds. Uh, it was an open bar event. Not that I saw any kids drinking. Well, not that you saw it. I didn't see that, but there was alcohol everywhere and carving stations. You can go get some roast beef. Um, Wait, you uh, used an enormous amount of what's that? You used the more than one carving station. There were several. Yeah, there were other things being carved. I did. I didn't. I didn't make it to all of them. There was a lot what? going on. Um, you didn't even make it to all of them. No, there was no time. Mountains of sushi, 
Uh, there was a risotto station. What is going Have you ever on? heard of that? No. Come on. <laughs> That's not a real thing. This is the and it was an indoor-outdoor thing. Like you, you could, they had the regular hall where you could hang out during the cocktail hour, but then there was also like an outdoor patio. You know, it was like a real big old catering hall. I mean, big, like biggity big. Was there security? Yes. I thought so. I'm not even kidding. No. To keep people no. out. I just, I, someone else just told me, uh, keep your eyes open, you'll notice the, you'll notice the, uh, the security. So I was on, a, I was on a, uh, a deposition years ago, and before the deposition started, this one particular attorney, it was on a case that we were on for a while, and this attorney was telling us about the bat mitzvah that he was putting together for his daughter. That was, as he put it, bigger than ridiculous, like bigger than any wedding I could possibly ever throw her. Right, right. You know, like we're 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 like Cleopatra had a small affair. <laughs> yeah, like we're, we're like we're almost into we're almost into six figures for this ridiculous thing. Yeah. This was obviously a very wealthy, high-powered attorney, and he was talking about having to get security for it. To make sure the kids didn't drink. Yep. And to keep an eye on all the kids or whatever. And he had hired like, I'm not even kidding, like a oh, rapper's. Beetle? Yeah, no, he ha- hired like a rapper's security company. And they yeah, were they I, were they I, work security this, for the this event. This is something the parents are doing. You're absolutely right. It was like he was. He, I, I said to him, I was like, "Are you going to have like Fifty Cent there or something like that?" He's like, "I try." Like he was dead serious. You didn't use 50 Cent. No, I forget who I said. It was a couple years ago. 50 Cent. (laughs) He's got a hell of an arm. Um, I'll be lucky to get a buck and a quarter at my daughter's party. Hey, there it is. Yo. What are we doing? That's that's pretty extravagant. I don't think they're doing that in in Texas. But you didn't even get to the bar mitzvah proper. They're not even in the room yet. No, no, that's before the party started. When the party started, um, we walked in and there was a DJ, and then we noticed that there wasn't just a DJ. The DJ had brought with him party starters, people who ran around the room and got people dancing, and you know, so it wasn't just a DJ. It was it was the DJ, and it was a guy on the mic, and it was three other people getting people to dance. Like the warm-up comic? <laughs> like prepping the... I, I guess when half of the people in attendance are, are 12 and 13-year-old boys, they're not normally going to get up and dance. They're not that strong but then when, at that when age, no. when there's a Yeah, when, but there's a 21-year-old scantily clad woman there who's only there to, to, you know, to give her attention to them. PJ was dancing, actually. I was right there with him. I was like, come on, boys. Here's how it's done. We form a circle. (laughs) It wasn't just a DJ. It was Deadmau. So that's quite a party. Yeah. Avicii. This sounds like... uh, And this was in New Jersey? This was a Jersey one, yeah. Did the kids have fun? The kids really? had the time of their lives. They played Coke and Pepsi. Well, I'd be excited if I was getting on the space shuttle, too. 
Sure. And it, and it, it was the same sort of catering menu uh, as you'd find at a wedding. So they're going around, you know, do you want the salmon, the prime rib, or the chicken? And it was followed by a Venetian hour dessert. Yeah. Of, of course. And I'm like, is it, uh, it's your 13th birthday, right? That's all that's happening here. <laughs> give, me a, um, give me an estimate. Give me a price estimate. Uh, Ballpark it. This one, I'd say fifty. Fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Wow. I'd say fifty. Tell me real quick, Cal. What'd you spend on your wedding? I think my guests were lucky to get a scoop of ice cream for dessert. <laughs> your, wedding was, your wedding was a lovely affair. It was. I mean, you could you could have taken my hall that I got married in and stuck it in the corner of this place. I think. <laughs> We'll, we'll just be in the corner. We'll be really quiet. Like the place that I got married is probably where the the workers get ready. <laughs> it's to where go the, work where the, the party. It's where the DJs keep their equipment. Yeah, no, fifty thousand dollars is not no. No, I could have gotten married a few times. <laughs> that would have been that would have been a, a, a two three time marriage there. Yeah, yeah, even more. Yeah, how about you, Peach? You didn't drop you didn't drop half a half a dime on yours, did you? No. No, no. Maybe maybe twenty, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. How many people do you have at your wedding, PJ? Six hundred and forty five. <laughs> what's the re- what's the response? How many people would you put at this affair, this uh this bat mitzvah? How many would you say? Uh I'd say um sixty kids. Right. And probably a hundred adults. That's not a lot of people for that amount of money. It's bigger than my wedding. Yeah, me too. No, you extravagant. Had, what you have at yours? I did not have sixty kids at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you count the choir that I hired to sing our wedding song. But we didn't feed so, them. Well, let's look forward into the future. You, you're going to have sweet sixteens coming, I, I, and you got to double both of all of them. You got to double the sweet sixteen. You got to double the wedding. Two girls. Yeah, but by that time, the, the father's not going to pay for the wedding anymore. Yeah, well, that'll be an antiquated notion by then. You'd think. Well, is, is it <laughs> your in your head? Is it in the back of your head that you? That you it's might in the have back to in my spend. bank account. It's <laughs> in my head. It's under my mattress. Is a fifty thousand dollar party on your radar yet, or is it just that you just would never ever ever entertain something like that? No, of course not. Wouldn't it, wouldn't wouldn't even be an option. <laughs> you don't even like them that well. No, no, like like I'm not even that close to my kids. Like I might blow up the pool in the backyard <laughs> when they turn sixteen. There we if go. They want to have a, they want to have a couple of kids come over. Right. It's fine, but ice I'd pops. expect everybody gets ice pops. Too. I'm generous. Let, let them, you know, you 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 come bring a bag of ice. You bring the chips. <laughs> I made it's a B, the It's a BYO Sweet Sixteen. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> BYOE. Bring your own everything. And. <laughs> The little one is probably going to get the short end of the stick because I'm only doing it once. <laughs> right. So she's going to be 13 at her own Sweet 16. Oh, come on. I know. We'll sing twice. 
I could just I I can't wait for that conversation. PJ, you I mean you're in the same boat, right? Only the ones dollars, right? Only the ones though. Only the ones. I could see Lily. Lily's got some taste though, buddy. Good luck. <laughs> she does. Yes. I, I sense she that has Lily the champagne taste, and she doesn't <laughs> recognize the beer budget. Yes. Yeah, she has. She has some caviar dreams. I feel like. But you give your yeah. kid champagne. Come on. <laughs> In an ice sculpture. <laughs> Dad, I want filet mignon at my Sweet 16. You'll have a hamburger and like it. <laughs> see that, see that grill over there? I'm going to take one of there? my summer barbecues and declare it her Sweet 16. Yeah, sweet see that 16. grill over there? <laughs> I got news Surprise. for you. <laughs> You're manning it. <laughs> oh, by the way, honey, the family reunion next weekend, that's also your Sweet 16. <laughs> Wear a dress. Uh. Yeah, I can't. Um, of course, I got married. I got married late, so I, you know, that that ship had sailed. Yeah. The idea of uh, the, yeah. the the bride's father paying for any of it. So we we paid for our whole thing. You think but, it uh, wasn't offered? No, no. No one offered to chip in. Let me help. No, no, no. sir. No, my no, my my dad helped us out. Um, you know, a little bit, but like her dad. Her dad didn't even he had he flew in from Texas. He had never been to New York before. Like he went to the wedding and he was like, What he had no idea what we were doing. No idea. <laughs> no one told him what it was when no, he landed? No one told him no one told him like what to expect, like what a New York wedding looks like. Like uh, he's like, How how come everybody's giving cash? Because that's that's what they do here, Dad. You know, they don't give gifts, they everybody gives money. You know, mm. and he was like, "Oh, okay." You know, like he had no idea, and he had no idea what you pull down from something like that. Well, you you talked about uh, the way New York fans treat their players. There's nothing like a New York wedding, also. That's no, a completely that's different animal. Absolutely true. Oh, well, and and we were called <clears throat> by a friend who is, uh, I guess, ex- more experienced at the bar mitzvah bat mitzvah thing right now. And this friend advised us and said, listen, you have to give a wedding-sized gift yes. mm-hmm. yeah. at these affairs. Don't don't go there and, and hand her, you know, hi, sweetie, here's $50. Right. Nope. Or a bond. They don't do that. Cold gift card. No. Cold gift card. So I'm glad we got the heads up on that. That would have been embarrassing. You hand that over, and the father's like, "Did you see how many carving stations we had?" Exactly. <laughs> and you're giving me a cold gift card. Did you see Demi, Demi Lovato there was, at the ice sculpture? There was a sambuca fountain. Did you not notice it? Yeah, I got thirty percent off on the catalog. I stuck it in there for you too. There was a sambuca fountain. That was made to look like an oil derelict. And the Sambuca was put in the ground previously so it could look like my daughter discovered Sambuca. (laughs) And you're giving me a Kohl's gift card. Because she loves There Will Be Blood and she wanted to act out There Will Be Blood. And so she discovered Sambuca. It was a huge Sambuca oil derelict. Or Derek. Or Derek. Derelict? Not so much. Derelict, Peter? 
Derelict Jeter. <laughs> we sidestepped a landmine on that one, so that was good. Because I, I would have definitely brought an inadequate gift. I definitely would. Like, as you're walking out the door, you print out the Amazon gift card. <laughs> Just stick it in the, in the no card. No one ever asks, how many hundred dollars should we give this 13-year-old girl? Yeah. Unless, well. you're, unless you're notified in advance. No, I... It's you, scary. It, it's it's a little ridiculous. Now the kid the kid probably pulled down probably sixty seventy grand from that. I'm sure she did. Well, you know, I, I'm yeah. not sure how much it went back to cover the party. <laughs> right. But super. But yeah, you know, it it was like it was like a you know old Italian wedding. Everybody was handing over envelopes. It was. Uh, I had um I had friends that put, <clears throat> and this is not a joke. We you know people we went to junior high and high school with Cal. Who put down payments on their first house from with their bar mitzvah money? I believe ah. it. That it just it stayed in a trust until they were eighteen or twenty one. Right. And it was you know whatever it was fifteen grand and they put right. it down on a house. on it. Yep. Yep. That's, that's yep. a good way to start your life. And we're Catholic. What did but you get my, for your my, confirmation? My, my Go back a little. Party was nice. Was there a party? <clears throat> Yeah, it was at the house. We played kickball. I think we played wiffle ball, something like that. There was a couple of, with a couple of Coors Lights, and uh, that was my confirmation party. My sponsor took me to the 56 Spider Group for lunch. <laughs> Immediately following the confirmation, so I was still in my ill-fitting suit. I did and a little I, I think I had a hamburger. What was that? Who was your uh, sponsor? My sponsor was my Uncle Larry. Uncle Larry. Do not speak with him anymore. <laughs> Mine was my Uncle Vinny. Do not speak with nice. him anymore. There we go. There it is. Short end of the stick. Yeah. Mine was my cousin Anthony. He got me into all kinds of good music. Oh, yeah. With him? Oh, yeah. I think I still have a couple of his albums, unfortunately. Was he a recording artist? No, I just never returned them. He would lend me his records all the time to get me into music. It was this cousin He's about five Anthony years older than me. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> Some people call him Tony. Hey! <laughs> Harry Carey. <laughs> His cousin, Harry Carey. Happy confirmation! <laughs> Over here. Hi! Hi. <laughs> You're a man today. Least in the eyes of the Lord. For my confirmation, I was given my first computer. Commodore 64? Uh, Atari 800 XL, yeah. Same, wow. The cousin. The cousin of the Commodore 64. <laughs> That's quite a cousin you had there. That's quite a gift. It was, it was, it was huge. It I got a blue sapphire ring. <laughs> I got a blue sapphire. sapphire. Wow. Blue sapphire pinky ring. Because I'm Haldor? Did you just, did you just sell I'm, that to, to put the down payment on the house? Because I'm not Italian enough. I needed a blue sapphire pinky ring. You know, because that, that really just seals the deal. That's class. Yeah. That goes with the denim jacket, though, very well. I got a silk tie and uh, some grease for my hair to slick back and a pinky ring. Now, we're and talking about confirmation, not when you were made. Right, exactly. Well, it was this one in the same. I, <laughs> I think my uncle had that confused. 
I think he thought they opened the books on me and uh, <laughs> we're going to finally make me. Oh, boy. All right, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it, boys. Rapid fire. Rapid. Yep. Off topic, offloading, offset penalties. It's ready to unload sports. We still don't have a name for the segment. Oh, I like buried the lead. How about in the offing? No. But the offing is awesome. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. PJ, final unload. The HBO series True Detective, now available on iTunes. Please, if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and go buy it or rent it or whatever they're doing with it. So worth it. The end. Cal- <laughs> the end. <laughs> That's how PJ now ends his final unload. The end. The end. The, uh, the Mets lost again tonight. They've lost three in a row after winning four out of five. I'm over them. I'm at the point where the Mets deserve to lose every single game they play. And I don't care. It doesn't bother me anymore. The end. (laughs) And my final unload is um, in a couple of weeks uh, some friends of mine are doing a a beer benefit, a beer tasting benefit for a friend of mine named Sean Merriam who was recently diagnosed with multiple myeloma, which is an incurable blood cancer. And um, I just want to say that you can uh, make a donation for this night. It's a benefit. We're going to have a raffle. It's going to be at Gunhill Brewery uh, in their tasting room. So it's going to be a night of beer tasting because Sean loves beer. And we love Sean. And so um, all the proceeds from the evening are going to go directly to Sean and his family to cover expenses that come up as he battles uh, this disease you can make a donation if you'd like. If you can't go that evening, it's from 7 to 11 at Gunhill Brewery's Tasting Room. You can make a donation at jacohen11 at gmail.com on PayPal if you'd like to donate a couple of dollars to my buddy Sean. Okay, sorry. I ran out of music there, but I wanted to get that in, guys, because um, it's kind of cool thing that we're doing for Sean and... Uh, we have a great raffle planned for that night with lots of great items, you know, tickets to Broadway shows and, um, you know, some Yankee memorabilia, some sports stuff. I think a teeth whitening session is in there. Um, so it's going to be a really great cause. You can check it out on uh, our Facebook page as well, on the event page, or we created an event for it. It's called the Sean Merriam Beer Benefit. And so uh, I know you guys have uh, helped out or will help out. <laughs> I think you have already, though. Um, and so if you can, uh, donate a, uh, a little bit to this guy. He's a great guy. And um, he's going to fight this pretty courageously. So that is the end. Sorry to, uh, to leave it that way. But uh, we will see you next week, boys. Have a good night. Bye, Peach. Love you all. Bye, Cal. Good night. <laughs> Cal, Cal Cronkite it. Good job. He's classy. He's, Good night. He's wearing Dracar.
and God bless us all. <laughs>